You're listening to the Parents of Hardworking Teens podcast, episode number 78. How I respond these days when a student says, I'm just no good at this, whatever this is, or I hate this, whether it's a subject, a type of task, maybe a novel they're studying, they just don't like or enjoy or get on well with something, but they have to study it. And if your teen has ever uttered anything like this, or you've tried to convince them of the fact that actually this is really useful, or here's all the great things about it, just like I have done in the past, then this episode is for you. I'm Katie Jones, and with over 15 years in education as an award-winning high school teacher, international external examiner, and as a study coach, I've helped thousands of students skyrocket their results and confidence. And this podcast is where I share all my insights, tactics, and tips with you, the parent, so you can help your hardworking team get happy, smart, and successful in their study, and have you both enjoy the journey along the way. This is the Parents of Hardworking Teens podcast. Hey VIPs, I hope you're well and looking forward to the end of term, the end of the year here in Australia. Or if your teens in the upper year groups, maybe they've already finished and you're already into holiday mode. Well, you'll be glad to know that this week's episode is full of the joys of the festive season. (laughs) Not. I'm on the side this week of the not-so-positive themes of I'm no good at this or I just really don't like this. (laughs) Cheerful and joyful, right? But I wanted to talk about this right now because it has come up a couple of times in my work recently. So it's kind of top of mind. And for those of you with teens who maybe are already not looking forward to certain things next year because there's something they have to study and they just don't feel like they're great at it or they don't like it, whether that something is a core subject that they have to study or a novel that they're going to have to read or topic that they're having to research, then I'm going to share with you today how I've changed my reaction or my advice to students over the years when this comes up. And I hope that it might at least be maybe a little bit different from other things you've tried or other advice that you've heard. And it might even be a little bit (laughs) um, unpopular, perhaps. But hey, it's the end of the year. (laughs) I'm going to throw it out there and just see. And if it helps one or two of you, then that's great. And if it gives you maybe something else to try, then that's great. Because this episode has kind of been inspired by two very different people, by a student who I worked with recently, which I'll tell you about in a moment, and by a parent, a podcast listener, Robin, I hope you're listening to this, who sent a lovely email a few weeks ago now with a few requests of topics for me to cover on the podcast. And I'm going to talk about two of them in one here. So one of her requests was for any tips on mindset shifting from I'm not good at this and also what to do when there's something you struggle with or don't like. And she specifically mentioned English, but you can substitute in any subject that you want here or even any type of task. Maybe it's, you know, giving speeches or writing essays, but it's something that they have to do or they have to study because maybe it's a core subject or it's a subject that they need or a task that they have to do in order to do whatever it is beyond high school that they really want to do. 
And by the way, if you have any questions or requests of what you'd like me to cover here on the podcast, then you can email them through to support at rocksolidstudy.com and we'll add them to my big spreadsheet of ideas and thoughts and things that I just drop in there from time to time and requests that we get to cover on future episodes. Now, I'm not going to promise that I will be able to cover all of them. Honestly, some things I get asked about just aren't necessarily in my area of expertise. Even this one today, you know, talking about mindset, I am not a psychologist. I am not a student counsellor. I have no official expertise in that area. I'm always just talking about things like this from personal experience, really. But I always want to share more of what you would like to hear about. And if it's something I feel like I can help with, then I certainly will. And the second person, like I just mentioned, that sparked this episode was a year eight student that I worked with a few days ago now as I record this. And she was doing some exam prep, some revision practice questions in a maths class that I was covering on a day of relief teaching. And the first thing she said as I walked over to her, as she had a hand up, was, I can't do any of this. (laughs) She literally said, I just can't do any of this. And it wasn't like she said, can you help me with this part? Or I'm just a bit stuck here. It was very dramatic, but understandable. We've all likely had moments like that where we feel overwhelmed or kind of a bit defeated or that this just shouldn't be this hard. (laughs) And that last point, this shouldn't be this hard, is a key point that I'm going to get into in a moment on this episode. Now, of course, neither of those statements that that student made were totally true. She could do some aspects of the question and she could do some of the easier questions in the topic. But as I helped her with that question and explain things, she really was struggling, bless it. I could see how hard she was having to think and focus in order to get it. So I wasn't going to sit there and say to her, oh, don't be silly. Of course you can do this, which I think is our instinct sometimes. I know it is for me because we tend to focus on the things that they can do, whereas they tend to focus on the things that they can't. We want to focus on their strengths. We want to help them feel better in that moment and give them a boost of confidence. But what I found is that doesn't really work if they don't believe it for themselves. And just telling them that isn't really enough. So over the years, I've changed my tune a little bit and tended to switch up how I react. Not all of the time, but sometimes. So I thought I would share this sometimes version with you because I do, of course, respond with you know, practical help. So for example, I asked her, well, it sounds like you're actually just a bit overwhelmed here by the question. And is that actually how you feel? And she said, yes. So I asked, you know, if you had some clear steps on how to break this down or how to tackle it, would that be helpful? And we went through chunking down some of the points, some of the steps. And I do think that is a big part of things. You know that this is what I teach and how I work in Rock Solid Study is giving students specific steps and systems and strategies. I do think that helps a lot. And it really underpins a lot of the training that I do with students. But I also said that it's okay that she was finding it hard. I told her it was okay that she isn't loving maths now or maybe ever. And this is that adjustment that I've made over the years. This is the point that I feel might be helpful to share and focus on today that I have found has been more helpful when working with students than just saying, what? That's not true. Maths is amazing. Or you're actually really great at maths. Or you got that last question right, which is 
basically kind of just disagreeing with them, telling them that they're wrong and trying to convince them of something. Not that we don't want to show them the positives, but I don't think it's helpful to pretend that life is good or easy or supposed to be easy all of the time. I think it's actually more helpful to consider that it isn't good or it's not fun or it's not easy all of the time and it's not supposed to be. So the first point is that none of us are going to be naturally brilliant at everything, whether that's in school or other areas of life. And I think that from my memories of school, (laughs) it's those students who are great at things that tend to stand out to us. We really notice the kid who's great at sport or awesome at maths and just blitzes the questions or is naturally amazing at drama or singing. They stand out, but they stand out. We notice them for a reason. That's a thing that they are good at. And there will for sure be things that they're not so good at. And there's going to be for sure things that your teen is good at. They might be nothing to do with school, but there might be ways that they can still find a benefit with that. Because if there are some things that they're not naturally good at in school or in academics, but they still have to study them, then that is a challenge for them. And they then get to consider how they want to tackle that challenge. So we could acknowledge that if we are finding something difficult, then this is a more challenging thing for us. But, and this is where I'm quite picky with my wording, we acknowledge it. And for me, acknowledging something is different to just accepting it and giving up. We don't try to just brush over it or ignore it or pretend otherwise. It means that this is something that we are going to have to work a bit harder at or find some other ways or better ways to tackle it. We need to engage and build that grit and determination and resourcefulness and the identity of being someone who can do hard things because these are the real life skills and characteristics that we can probably all agree are helpful to develop in life. So maybe we could use this as an opportunity to build that muscle of working hard on something, of putting in the time and effort even when it's not easy or we don't want to of knowing that something didn't just come naturally to us, that we earned the result. And maybe instead of thinking this shouldn't be this hard, maybe this is an opportunity to build those strengths, not necessarily to become super strong in maths or loving English or public speaking or whatever it is, though that might be a great side benefit if that happens, but it's more about becoming stronger in resilience and resourcefulness and determination and being able to do hard things. And similarly, not only will there be some areas that we find hard that we're not naturally good at, there are also going to be those things that we just don't like or enjoy. Now, often these do overlap. (laughs) We tend to naturally enjoy things that we're good at and vice versa. But maybe your teen just doesn't like a certain subject. I know that hate is a strong word, but it is the most common phrase or word that I hear. They say things like, I just hate history, or I hate Shakespeare, or I hate having to present or do a speech, or I hate group work. Honestly, did anyone ever actually enjoy group work? (laughs) 
Group work was always painful in my experience and memories, but maybe that was just me. But anyway, again, the good and the bad news is that's completely normal. It's totally normal that we're going to have to do things sometimes that we're not good at or that we just don't like or we don't enjoy it. And so actually, this is not a problem. This is part of life. We're right on track for being prepared for life here. We're not supposed to like and love and enjoy every part of school, every subject, every topic, every novel that we have to read. I think this is where that messaging from media in the wider world today makes us think that we're supposed to, you know, follow our passion and enjoy everything. And if we're not having fun, then we're not doing it right. But that isn't actually the case. So these days, rather than, oh, but it's great. This is actually super cool. And this is so interesting. And here's why it's going to be useful. (laughs) The things that I probably used to say in years gone by. What I tend to say these days to students is, that's okay. You don't have to like it. Have you done things before that you didn't really want to do? And did you survive? And are you still alive? (laughs) I love a trick question where they literally can't disagree with me. They have to say, yes, I'm still alive. I'm still breathing. I'm sat in front of you. I did say this might be a little bit controversial, didn't I? (laughs) Might not go down 100% perfectly. But yes, I could tell them all the reasons why this subject or this skill is important for life or the ways that they might need it in future. And I do believe that that could well be true. And I do believe that having certain subjects or certain grades under your belt potentially is going to provide greater opportunities. But I've never had a student who has responded to any of that with, yes, miss, you know what? That's completely right. I might perhaps maybe need this in the future. So I'm going to try my very best at it and be fully engaged as if I was actually enjoying it. (laughs) That has never happened. And what I have found is that rather than trying to convince them of some possible future place or event or situation where they are going to need this and they're going to be so glad that they did it, what seems to work better in that moment is saying something that resonates with them right now, something that actually agrees with or acknowledges and works with or alongside how they're thinking and feeling in that moment. So I tend to err these days more on the side of, I get it, not everybody likes maths or not everybody loves English and hardly anyone (laughs) likes having to stand up and do a speech or public speaking. Or yes, this is challenging, like this is hard. And they kind of like it when I agree with them. They're expecting me to talk them out of it. So it kind of blindsides them for a moment. And then I swoop in with, but you know what? Maybe this could be an amazing opportunity for whatever it is. A great time to train yourself in being able to do hard things. And do you think that people who get where they want to be in life, get the job that they really want and have the lifestyle that they want, do you think that if you want those things, you might have to sometimes do things you don't really love or be able to do hard things? Maybe this could be a great opportunity to practice that skill of making yourself do something even when you don't want to. It could even be good to have them compare it to, I don't know, like a celebrity or a public figure, someone that they follow or they admire or look up to. I might ask them to tell me someone they think of in that way and then ask them, do you think there might have been aspects of their job or in their life that they weren't great at or they didn't necessarily enjoy, but they still did it anyway to get to where they are now? 
Maybe it's a top sports person. Did they really jump out of bed with joy every single morning at 4.30 a.m.? Do we think there might have been days where they didn't really want to train? Were there elements of what they do that weren't initially their strength and they had to work really hard to get better? But did they make themselves do it because they wanted that overall outcome? Now, of course, the outcome isn't guaranteed. Hard work in itself doesn't guarantee a result. And that's where getting support or systems and strategies comes in. And maybe that's where they can consider, okay, well, how did they manage to do that? Get them into problem solving mode. Maybe they found certain steps or strategies or systems to help them. Maybe they found a way to make it more fun. Maybe they got help along the way. Maybe they practiced loads and loads and loads. Your team could give all of those things a go. But that's the difference between acknowledging it and deciding, okay, this is the situation. How do I want to respond to that? What support could I get? How hard am I prepared to work compared to just rolling over and admitting defeat or staying in complaining mode, seeing it purely as a negative? Now, I'm not saying that they should be delighted that this is not fun or that it's hard or challenging for them, but it could be hard and challenging and not fun and an opportunity to build those bigger life skills that will serve them when they eventually do get to choose what they want to do in life. That almost is a guaranteed positive. And of course, maybe in this process, they will also widen those options and that choice along the way as well. Have a wonderful rest of your week. I will meet you back here again next week. Two more episodes after this until we break for the holidays. They're going to be good ones. I'll see you back here then. Bye. If you're ready to have your team achieve their best possible results with less stress, then I want to invite you to enroll them in the 10-week grade transformation program, where they're going to learn the key concepts, skills, and strategies to catapult their performance in assessments and exams. It's risk-free. They either achieve bigger and better results with a whole lot more confidence in 10 weeks, or we refund you in full. Just head over to www.rocksolidstudy.com forward slash program and I'll see you there.